you. Come on, give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand in this place tonight. God, you're a good God. Come on, praise Him. God, you're a good God. You're an awesome God, Lord. I thank you for who you are, for what you've done in us, God, the life that you've called us to, Jesus. Lord, there's nothing like you. God, we'll trade our lives for just one moment with you, God. We'll sacrifice everything to just have you. We desire you. We want you. There's nothing above you, God, in this place tonight, God. Have your way. Come on. Just tell him to have his way tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in this place tonight. Oh, Lord, my God, you're good. You're good. You're good. Let me tell you something, church, as you're seated tonight. There has never been a day since the day that I got saved that I have not given praise to my God in heaven. I have ran after him from day one. Amen. I've been I've ran after him hard. Let me tell you something. When you are ripped out of one life. And taken into another like that. Let me tell you something. What man cannot do in years, God can do in an instant. Has anybody had that kind of transformation in their life tonight? What man could not do in years... God can do in an instant. And I'm here to tell you tonight that whatever that may be, whatever that may be on the inside of you, whether it's an infirmity, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a disease, whether it's a drug, whether it's it's something mental going on in your mind that somebody has put there, whether it's a word that's been spoken over you that has latched onto you and defined your life for years, let me tell you something. My God has sent the Holy Spirit to remove what man could not remove in years in an instant tonight. That's the kind of God we serve. Come on, give him a hand tonight. That's the kind of God we serve. In Mark chapter 5, chapter 21, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5, verse 21, let's go over there tonight. I'm going to read this passage of Scripture, and this is where we're going to be at tonight. Because we've got some people that have found themselves in that situation. We've got some people that have found themselves in a desperate place, needing a touch from a holy God. You cannot remain unchanged in the presence of a holy God. It's impossible. When holy God shows up, change happens. You can talk about this, and you can talk about that. You can give this excuse, and you can give that excuse. But when holy God shows up, things change. You cannot remain the same in the presence of a holy God. In chapter 5, verse 21 of Mark, it says, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. Jesus, it says, had just came back over on a boat. So what was he doing on the other side? What was Jesus doing on the other side of the lake? The disciples had found a young man there. And this young man was demon-possessed. And if you remember, the disciples couldn't cast a demon out of this kid. And so they asked Jesus afterwards. Jesus goes up to him. He says, God, how long is it going to take? The devil comes out. And they ask him later, why couldn't we do that? Jesus said, how long is it going to take for you guys? How long is it going to take for you to fall into line and to understand it's not about you, but it's about tapping into a power that's greater than you. It's about latching on to something that you don't have on the inside of you unless you tap into that source. And when you follow after that source, that power that's greater than you, then you can heal. You see, it's not you that heals. It's not someone here tonight that, it, that, that is going to lay on you. It's not a team from West, West Monroe that has the power to heal tonight. But it is our God, it is the Holy Spirit that has the power to heal tonight. Word had already gotten over on the other side of the lake. People knew this kid. 
People knew the kid that was demon-possessed. They knew how wild he was. So word had already got back. And when it got, when he, Jesus steps off the boat on the other side, these people meet him there. It says the crowds were so great that they were pressing tight against Jesus. And so he's like pressing through the crowd. You ever been in like in just this crazy crowded place and you've had to press through and you've got to turn this way and then you've got to like turn that way and excuse me and get around. That's the crowd that had a mass there that day because of something great that happened in this little boy's life. What man could not do in years, God did in an instance. So he gets himself on the other side of the lake and it says, Jairus, a religious man, Someone who knew God, someone who many time, times had counseled people late at night when they had sickness and trouble in their home, when mom and dad began to fight. This is a man who came out and counseled people. This is a man who's dealt with these situations time after time after time. But let me tell you something, when it hit home, when it hits home, it's real. And you find a desperate man on the other side of the boat, who has, who, on the other side of the lake, who has nothing, nothing. He cannot, he has no way to change his daughter's death. She's dying. It says his daughter was dying. And so now you have a desperate man in search of an all-fulfilling God, an all-knowing God, an all-powerful God. Something that's beyond him. So as Jesus steps off of the boat and begins to walk through the crowd, you know that, that, that Jairus had this eloquent speech planned out for him. You know that he, he thought out what he was going to say that day when he got in the presence of Almighty God. And as he walks up to Jesus, you know he just collapsed and all of, all of that pre-thought was gone. And he began to cry, my daughter is dying. My daughter is dying. That's a desperate situation, amen? That is a desperate situation that Jairus found himself in that day. Along the way, Jesus agrees, okay, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you to your house, and I'm going to heal your daughter. You don't understand. <laughs> There's not much time. We've got to go now. Come on. Come on. Place your hands on her just like you feel to everybody else. Let's go. And as he's walking through the crowd, what happens? lady touches him and he stops because he knew power had went out of her a lady who had an issue of blood for 12 years what issue of blood did she have she was bleeding for 12 years that's a long time to bleed right that's a long time to bleed what man could not fix in years god fixed in an instance it said in that instance she began she stopped bleeding all of her bleeding stopped. What man couldn't do in years, God did in an instant. Jairus is still desperate. He's looking back going, are you kidding me? This woman, we've known her. She comes to the temple every single day and she begs for money. And now the, the, the Savior, the, the God that's supposed to heal my daughter is wasting his time on her. No, he's got to come on. He's got to come quickly. My daughter is dying. You see, there is a message for you. And the enemy, let me tell you something, he will not give you one ounce of joy. He is coming to kill, still and destroy. And I'm telling you, his message is coming, and it is a lie. You get ready for it, and when it comes, you rebuke it. You do not receive it, because a message was coming to Jairus that day. As Jesus stopped, and this, this lady was healed, and he was wasting his time, so Jairus thought with her a message was on the way. Jairus, your daughter is dead. What? No, 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 no. I've been waiting on Jesus, and, and he's going to come, and he's going to heal her. Your daughter is dead. There's no more hope for her. She's gone. That, that's it. You, you know that, that you know, we've seen miracles, but raised from the dead? No, Jairus. That's it. It's over. Now Jairus is no longer leading Jesus. Jesus grabs Jairus up says, come on. He begins to take Jairus to his house. He goes to Jairus' house, and what happens there? He finds mourners as he gets there. 
These people are crying. They're professional mourners. This is what they are hired to do. When he gets to Jairus' house, in those days, anybody that, that had any kind of money, they hired people to mourn. And those mourners were in his house, and they were crying. They were wailing. I don't know if you've ever been around that type of culture before, but they go nuts when somebody dies. You ever seen like on the news where they're like just throwing themselves on the coffin and, and ripping stuff up? I mean, they're going bonkers. And Jesus comes into the house, and, 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 and he's like, I'm here to heal this girl. I'm here to raise her from the dead. What happens? They begin to laugh. She's dead. The message has been spoken. She's dead. The enemy has told you tonight, wherever you are at, that's it. It is finished. You will not conquer this thing. It has conquered you. You are dead. It's impossible. What God, what, what man could not do in years, God can do in an instant. There's a message, and then there's the miracle. The message had been given. She's dead. There's no hope. There's no saving her. But the miracle was coming. Jesus takes three people outside of the parents in the room. People of faith. People closest to him. People who would not doubt that the miracle could be done. People who would prophesy over this girl until life was given to her. He takes those three men in the room with her, with him and those two parents and he lays his hand and she goes, look, she's not dead. She's only asleep. Brings her back to life. My God. I said, my God has the power to change what man could not do for years. In an instance, what man has not the possibility to do, my God can do in an instance. My God has the power to overcome death. The miracle. Peter, James, and John witnessed the miracle that day. Rachel, come up here for just a minute. In the summer of 2009, had a guy from our church prophesy over our ministry. And he said, this year, wherever you go, you will see miracles. He didn't say, you will do the miracle. He says, you will see miracles. We have no power in us outside of the Holy Spirit of God to perform miracles. It's only by Him. This year, that prophecy has been fulfilled. Rachel, tell us what you've seen this year. We went out on, on a ministry trip to Wade, Mississippi, and it was just in the middle of worship, and the Holy Spirit just broke out in worship, and we just worshiped God, and we were just worshiping, and we were standing there, and there was a little boy in the youth group, he was about 13, and he had brought his girlfriend, and she was 13, and she wasn't raised in church, her parents didn't go to church, and I was just worshiping, and the Lord told me to go turn around and go pray for her, and um, it was a pretty crazy service, and I was just like... Lord, I was like, I don't want to scare. I was like, but I'm going to be obedient. And so I turned around and I said, look, I don't know why, but I just felt the Holy Spirit told me to come pray for you. Is there anything you need prayer about? And she looks over to her boyfriend and he goes, did you tell her? And he's like, no, I promise I didn't say anything. And she said, I've been diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so I just laid my hand on her and I said, I'm telling you, that is why the Holy Spirit told me to come pray for you, is that you were going to be healed. And I just had faith rise up inside of me and I prophesied that over her. And she just listened and said, yes. And so um, after the service that night, I was like, y'all, I don't know, but I know that little girl is going to be healed. And then the next day, her little boyfriend comes running in and says she was healed. She went to the doctor, and the doctor called her parents back and said, we don't know why, but the brain tumor's not here anymore. And she was healed. And y'all, I'm telling y'all. 
God can use anybody like that. It doesn't matter who you are. But the Lord was beat 39 times with spikes in his back with his flesh and the blood covenant. Anybody can be used like that. We have access to that. So don't think it's just anybody. Anybody can be used like that. Come on, average, average, average. The Lord spoke. She was obedient. What man could not do in years, God did in an instant. Rontrell, come up here for just a minute. Tell about some of the healings that you've seen this year. One, one healing that happened that, um, that blew my mind. We were in Mardi Gras in Chicago cohort, and um, saw this one guy. We were witnessing, and... One team had his friend, and he was just on the outside, not really paying attention. So me and my partner went, and um, we talked to him. His name was Zach. I remember him like it was yesterday, and um, asked him what he thought about God, and he was like, God, God, God was never there for me. Um, my mother, she died on my birthday last year, and my brother, he's 30. He's he's on life support. The only thing keeping him alive is the um is a breathing machine. And when he said that, God told me that he wanted to heal his brother. So I said, if God heals your brother, would you change your life? Would you dedicate your life to God? He said, man, if God healed my brother, man, I'll I'll live for God. I don't care, man. If God heals my brother, I'll live for him. So I prayed. I prayed for him. I said, now listen, after I finish praying, your brother's going to be healed. And I want you to call the hospital where he is. He's like, okay. So I prayed for him. He gets on the phone, calls the hospital where his brother is. The hospital answers the phone and says, your brother is off life support. Now he is now moving his fingers and toes. I'm like, thank Jesus. And he's jumping up on Bourbon Street. I'm living for God. God is real. God is real. And four weeks ago, I made a proclamation in my life. I said, that's not going to be just a one-time thing. That is how I'm going to live for the rest of my life. I'm living in a supernatural in the supernatural, God has called me not to be ordinary, not to be normal, but he's called me to be supernatural. He is a supernatural God. He spoke a word, and the world was formed. That's the supernatural God. That's the God that I'm living for. That's the things I want to see on a daily basis, every service, and that's my proclamation in my new life. I'm living. This isn't just going to be miracles. isn't going to be extraordinary for me. Every time I come to service, I'm expecting. I'm coming with an expecting that God move. God set the captives free. Let the prodigals come back home. Let the deaf hear and the blind see. And that's what I pray for. That's my expectancy. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Kristen, come up here for just a minute. Tell some miracles that you've seen this year. Okay. One of the miracles that I saw was whenever we were traveling with my pastor in Wade, Mississippi, and there was a Hispanic lady, and TJ, feel free if I forget the details. Um, but uh, there was this Hispanic lady who was in the uh, the balcony of the church, and actually Miss Lucy, she was translating for her husband, right? Yeah, because her husband really didn't speak very much English, so... Miss Lucy translated for her husband so the woman could actually listen to the service and not have to worry about translating. And um, Pastor Shane called the lady down, and she uh, he laid hands on her and prayed for her. And, like, when he did, he said he felt like he needed to hit her back, like, six, seven times. He hit her back seven times. And, you know, it was kind of weird because when somebody goes and lays hands on you, you know, you expect them to, like, do it nicely or whatever. But he just, like, started hitting her back, you know. <laughs> And so it was a little out of the box, but my pastor is out of the box, you know, and I, and that we're out of the box. We're called to live out of this box. And so he was obedient to the Lord. And so he was, he, he hit her back like seven times and then she went back up to the um, balcony. Well, then a couple minutes later, she, he, I think he called her back down and to testify what God had done in her life. And he, she didn't tell him uh, what the problem was, but she just went up for prayer and it come come to find out she had had six back surgeries and she was about to go in for her seventh back surgery and so she got healed that night and it was like uh, you know he hit her seven times and that was her miracle so that was one of the things that I remember seeing amen thank you Jesus all right who who saw the eye who saw the eye y'all, y'all both did okay so You're going to testify. When I tell the story, you'll testify you saw it, okay? All right, there's a lady in in this same service. She has a crooked eye. 
Okay, I don't know if you know what a milk eye is, but but a a milk eye is like this cloudy, real cloudy eye. It like wanders off to the side. The pupil is is real big. The lady was blind totally in her eye. Bottom line, she's blind in this eye. Laid her hand, laid our hands on her. Immediately, this eye straightens up. It clears up, and she goes, I can see. I can see. Now, listen, listen. She's not like having delusions of I can see. Her eye cleared up. It straightened up, and she can now see in an instant. Did it happen? Did it happen? In an instant. Come on, give God the glory. You are a good God. You are an amazing God. You are an awesome God. We thank you tonight that you are a God that heals, that what man cannot do in years, you can do in an instant, Father. Thank you for that tonight. Hey, if we can have our worship team come back up tonight. That which is impossible for man with one word is possible with our Lord. Amen. He that said, let there be light and there was light. That's the God we serve. He spoke out of his mouth and light, which did not exist, now exists. God took this this girl's hand and he said, Talitha Kuam, Talitha Kuam, and she was healed that day. That's the word that he wants to speak to you tonight. Talitha Kuam, Talitha Kuam. She opened her eyes and she got up and walked. This, this, this God that I'm talking about, the Bible says, They were greatly astonished that day. They had never imagined that they would see such a miracle. And in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, this is the description that John gives of our God, our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things. Come on, everybody say all things. Say all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Without him, nothing was made. Everything was made with the word. In him was life. Say in him was life. Say life. In Him is life, and that life is the light to men. You see, that's the light we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the light that brings life. In the beginning was the Word, and without the Word, nothing was made. This is an all-knowing Word. This is a Word that knows everything about you, knows everything about the way you're designed, knows who you are inside and out. And I promise you with one touch of his finger, one touch, you will be healed. That's all it takes. One touch. Come on, stand with me tonight and begin to seek this God. Begin to cry out to our God, the God of heaven. Just begin to seek his face. Don't seek gifts tonight. Just seek the face of the Lord. Begin to cry out to him. Begin to worship him. What a great God you are tonight. Oh, Jesus, you are awesome. You are holy, God. You are worthy tonight, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. Through you, everything is done, Father. What man could not do in a, when years, God, you can do in an instant. Holy God, righteous God, omnipotent God, a God that sees everything, that knows everything. Lord, you are holy tonight. We just cry out to you and thank you for your holy. You are holy, God. Oh, you're holy, Lord. You are holy, God. God of heaven, we worship you. We worship you. God of heaven. heaven. Yeah. You are Lord. 
Right, tonight you came in this place with need. Those of you who don't have needs tonight, I just want you to stay, and I want you to stay in this atmosphere. I want you to stay focused on Him. I want you to keep praising Him, keep praising Him, keep praising Him, keep connecting with the Holy Spirit of God. Those of you who have a need tonight, something that man cannot do in years, God can do in an instant tonight. I want you to line up right here across the front. Begin to line up across the front, and we're going to lay our hands on you tonight and ask the God of heaven to meet needs. Come on, keep seeking Him tonight. Keep your focus on Him. Just line up. Just start lining up here all across the front. Come on, guys. If it gets crowded right up here across the front, just make a line back there. We'll get to you. We'll pray for you. Touch. We were believing for a touch from you, yeah. A fresh touch. We're believing for a touch. Believing for a touch from you. From you. Yeah. Rock trail. Come on, keep your focus on the master. Don't don't start focusing on gifts or an act tonight. Keep your focus on him. Keep focus on the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're awesome. You are awesome, Lord.
above all Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great our
chase after him tonight you're calling down fire rain down rain down fire burn us up burn us up burn us up burn us up fire of God You chase after God tonight. Come on. Run after him. Fire fall, burn us up, burn us up. Fire fall, burn us up, burn us up. Open. Fire fall, burn us up, burn us up. Fire fall, burn us up, burn us up. Fall on the hearts of your people. Jesus, Shotoba Wabasana Kalaye. Shotoba Wabasana Shetere Yayaye. Come on, cry out for another wave of the Holy Ghost. Come on, push forward, push forward. Come on, let us not be stagnant. Come on, cry out for fresh fire, fresh water tonight. Come on, cry it out. Do not let the rocks cry out. Don't let the rocks cry out. Come on, raise your voice, shout out loud. Come on, you praise him. You praise him tonight. Come on, praise him. everything up God burn every infirmity in this place in the name of Jesus burn the chains off of captivity right now in the name of Jesus come on we cry out for fire come on push forward fire fire in this place Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Fresh waters. Open the floodgates of Fresh waters. We dive in the river. Oh, God. Come on, begin to raise your voice. Come on. Project your voice out loud. Fire, 
So what, so what if your neighbor looks at you funny? Come on, shout it out loud. There you go. Push forward. Come on, push forward. <laughs> 